Ayers on the Road, value-based parenting and life balance ideas from world-traveling family coaches. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. Hello, and we're back. Welcome um, to Ayers on the Road. We are so glad to be talking to you again And this it's, week. M- it's Mother's Day in only a week, honey, so why don't you just take it this day? You just talk. Oh, my goodness. It's all no, about no. you. <laughs> no, it's not. <clears throat> no, but it's amazing how... Fast Mother's Day rolls around every year. It seems like a minute ago. Oh, I think it doesn't come often enough. I just long for it all year long. Oh, I know. It finally comes. Well, I'm I've ready had, for you. I have to say, I've had the Mother's Day week of my life anyway because we have just been celebrating our 50th wedding anniversary in the Dominican Republic with all of our adult kids, and which oh, includes a lot oh, of mothers. Goodness. I wish we could have had all of you with us because it was just about perfect. I feel like it was a dream. The weather was perfect. All of them were there. All the kids, all the grandkids were left home with capable babysitters. None of them got hurt or died or killed themselves or You know, so many things could have gone wrong. And, uh, so many things. But they, uh, they brought their spouses, of course. At least all but two of them did. So we had, there were 17 of us. And I just wish this was TV instead of radio because I'd like to show you what a time we had. In fact, I, we can show you actually if, if any of you are interested, go on Instagram and go to Richard Linda Iyer, all strung together, Richard Linda Iyer at Instagram, and there's a bunch of pictures. And I feel like I'm working for the Dominican Republic Tourism <laughs> Board. But it was gorgeous. You know, it was really amazing because we got a little bit of everything. We got a little bit of a third world country yeah. and a third world country service. Right. Renting a car was crazy. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> they kept telling us we had to have insurance, even though we already had insurance. <laughs> and anyway, and uh, two hours later, we were in the car. And um, then we went to the other side of the island and a gorgeous beach. And wow, you know, this this only happens... We've done this one other time five years ago with our adult kids, and some of you listening out there do this all the time with your adult kids, but we don't do it very often. Well, we so usually it was such a treat. We're usually at Bear. We're always at Bear Lake in the summer, but some of those kids of ours, those grown kids, those mature adults, lobbied for let's do something with just let's let's all get away from the little kids and just really celebrate. So. We sure did. We, we also had, on the way back to the airport, I don't know why I'm mentioning this, but it was the most massive, intense rainstorm I've ever experienced in my life. Oh, my goodness. We know what it's like oh, to be in a hurricane. We had to pull crazy. off two or three times. We could not see. And these poor guys on motorcycles, little oh, yeah, scooters more, going most people along. Ride I mean, on scooters. But scooters <laughs> just getting drenched. But, um, but we had really marvelous weather. And... I think the best part was that we had a chance to really talk with our kids. You had a great agenda organized. Well, well we had the past, present, and the future. We spent one whole day just on the past, and it was just so great to think back over 50 years and when each of the kids joined us and so on and so forth. And then we had a day on the present when we were really focusing on our kids now and on frankly, on our the book we're working on now on Family Revelation. And then we had a whole day on the future. And that, that was a lot, the grandkids, because they sort of are the future. But also each person 
going in a little bit, where do you think you'll be in five years and so on? It was just great. You know, I loved going around the circle and just having the couples. Of course, we had our spouse, their spouses who are children too. And we loved every one of them. Man, we were so, so lucky. But anyway, we went around and had them talk about their children individually. Yeah. And it was so nice to hear, just for everybody to kind of catch up on where they were at this point. Because, boy, you know, our kids are all over the world. And it's hard to stay up on what's going on in grandkids' lives. But I especially enjoyed that. I well, you did too. yeah, and to hear it from the, the intimate perspective of the parent Kind of not bragging, not updating necessarily, just giving deep insights into each child so that the uncles and aunts who are sitting there around this big, we had this huge circular couch that was perfect for this, so that the uncles and aunts and the grandparents kind of get the instinct and the insight of this really intimate look at each child, and that, that'll affect all of our relationship with them. And one of the things I love is seeing our grandkids interact with their uncles and aunts. Some of them invite them. A couple of them are going to go to Switzerland to be with our son Tal and his wife Anita for a week or two. And and you think, boy, that's expensive. But actually just one kid on one cheap round-trip flight, it's a pretty Not good that deal. Not bad. And, you know, the nice thing is there were some problems, obviously. In a family that big, you've got to have some problems and everybody is just willing to help with the problems and everyone's willing to share them that's the important that's yeah that's that's so nice well and now that we're back i am concentrating on the grandkids and so excited to catch up with them we have two kids graduating from high school one from ogden one from gilbert arizona highland high and uh, we have so much going on right now with our grandchildren that it's it's amazing and i do have to mention because I was thinking about grandchildren so much this week, is that I still have a book called Grandmothering. <laughs> this was released <laughs> last year at Mother's Day. That's why I say, man, I can't believe that's been a year. But um, it is. it was such a fun book to oh, write. Oh, let me, let me plug your book here for a minute, honey. This is, if you could see this book, you, you people out there, Grandmothering. I mean, it's the definitive work. I like that you made the title... Uh, you know, it's not just about grandmothers, it's about grandmothering, which sounds like, you know, get better at it, improve, find ways to do more, be proactive, and that's really, I love your subtitle too, honey, The Secrets to Making a Difference While Having the Time of Your Life. And you know, it is the time of your life. It is so fun to see these kids grow up and change. And we've got them all the way from uh, just turning one to just um, having just gotten married. And I'm going to put you on the spot, honey. Which do you enjoy most, or which did you enjoy most, parenting or grandparenting? <laughs> well, enjoy, <laughs> right? No doubt about it, grandparenting. I mean, you know, it, we loved having the kids home, and it was such a fun time. But. Um, I just don't think I'd go back. Some people say they would love to go back, but <laughs> some people say they'd go back. I tell you what, I've been there, done that, right? I mean, I shouldn't say that, you know. <laughs> no, you shouldn't. And and you never finish your parenting. And parenting is the stewardship. Grandparenting yeah, is sort of the consulting or and the, the icing fun on the and cake. really the exciting fun because you you can do things with grandchildren that you couldn't do with children. And so just, we're going to close this off now, but just so you know, you can get this on Amazon. I saw it at Desert Book the other day. Um, 
easy to get for your grandmother or if you are a grandmother it's easy to order oh hey wait if you're a grand if you're a grandpa you better get this book for your <laughs> wife for mother's okay, day enough, that's enough, what enough. i'm saying okay. but now you're probably wondering it's uh, those of you who listen to ours on the road every week it's like you know that we're not going to actually get to the topic until you know 10 minutes in because we just want to revel a little with you and family Sometimes we talk about problems. Sometimes we talk about fun stuff like this wonderful reunion we just had or that, that's just starting. I mean, the real reunion will be this summer when we have all the grandkids there. And I should just quickly, as long as we're plugging books for just a second, we have written a book on marriage and we're <laughs> it's going to be released on our 50th anniversary this July. And we were a guy was interviewing me the other day, and he said, "Well, you've written all these books on parenting and on family. Why, why haven't you written a book on marriage until now?" And I, without thinking, I just said, "Hey, <laughs> it took us fifty years to figure it out, yeah, and we sure still did. we still aren't we're sure. We're still working on it. That's, it's called the eight myths of marriage because we, uh, you know, we sort of know eight things you shouldn't do. <laughs> <laughs> we do know that." Um, but you realize you just said our real anniversary is July 30th and you, you, people are like, what you're, you're, you're celebrating all year. Actually, I'm married yeah, to all year long, an undying romantic. And yes, we are celebrating all year. So this summer we'll be there with the kids. We have 15 really. events of celebration. The last and culminating one will be on the anniversary. Isn't but, that the way it should be? Cause this is our 50th year. So, on to the actual topic <laughs> of the show today. I think it kind of ties in, Linda, because we got a lot of nice comments uh, when we did a show on an old cliche that we wanted to turn around a, a couple of weeks ago, and, and we're going to do another one today because we had such good feedback on that. But the one then, if, if for those of you that weren't uh, tuned in or that haven't listened to that one on a podcast, it was the old cliche, if a thing's... No, wait, wait, wait. This is one for this week. I almost gave it away. It was the old cliche. Don't just do, don't just sit there. Do something. All of our mothers said that to us. Don't just sit there. Do something. And we turned that around a couple of weeks ago and said, hey, a lot of times for parents, it's better to say, don't just do something. Sit there. Sit for a minute. Calm down. Hold your peace. Get a grip. Plan what you're going to do next and don't be so frantic. And so now, this week, we're going to be talking about another one of those cliches, which I like a lot, because... Your this, mother used to say it to you. My mother used to say it to me, if a thing's worth doing, it's worth doing well. You all knew that before, when, when Linda said the first three were, when a thing's worth doing, you all knew in your mind the rest of it, because all of our parents said that to us, right? Absolutely. If a thing's worth doing, it's worth doing well. Is it? Really? You know, um, I like I like the way we turned it around a little bit better. If a thing's worth doing, if a thing's just barely worth doing, just barely do it. And I think so many times, especially women, especially me, you know, you get so caught up in getting everything just perfect for this birthday party or just perfect for a vacation that has to be the vacation of all vacations or whatever or having your house just perfect all the time and decorating it again and making sure there's not one speck of dust anywhere I mean, some people are like that 
the, the whole perfectionism thing. And we can, you know, we just run, I, let's just be honest, Linda, we run into so many parents in our speaking and so on who are just, they're just at their wits end. They're like, I can't do it all. I just can't do it all. And if you start talking to them, you realize what they're really saying is, I can't do it all well. I can't do it all perfectly. And yet they've got this cliche in their mind. If, if Hey, if it's worth doing, it's worth doing well. But there, think about it. There's so, there are some things that are worth doing well. They're really the, the important things. The parenting, the time with the child, the things you're trying to do in your family to, to improve your children's character and so on. Those are worth doing your absolute best. But there are a lot of things that are just barely worth doing. And it's okay to take shortcuts on some of those things or to delegate them or to get someone else to do them so that you can spend your time on the things that are really worth doing well. You know, it's a fine line, though. Our, we, I'm having a hard time talking our daughters into doing something just barely because, for yeah, example... perfectionists, some I mean, of them. well, starting out with... Um, going to a restaurant oh yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) i mean just a simple thing like going to a restaurant they're foodies and they have to go through the entire menu before they can possibly figure out what they want and it is so funny to watch them by the end both of us are just rolling our eyes like oh (laughs) just choose something it's gonna be it's just barely worth eating (laughs) it's just barely worth worrying about so, um, but, but they say, you know, we don't get to eat out very often, and so we, we really want to choose what we want to choose. Anyway. But, but think about that for a minute. We're going to take a brief break, and we're really going to get into this after the break. But during the break, just think about the new maxim. If a thing's just barely worth doing, then just barely do it. We'll be right back on Ayers on the Road. Welcome back to Ayers on the Road. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. And we're back with Ayers on the Road. We are having fun today talking about a lot of things, but we, right this minute, are talking about turning around old maxims to make it work better in the world today. So, as you know, if you listen to the first half, the new maxim is if a thing's just barely worth doing, then just barely do it. Here's an exercise we sometimes do with with parents. It's kind of interesting. You might try it. It's really simple. Take a piece of paper and draw a line right down the middle, and on the left side write, if a thing's worth doing, it's worth doing well, or in other words, list the things that are really worth doing well, the real priorities, the things that really matter. And then on the other side, and some of you will feel a little guilty even doing this because, you know, that old, if a thing's worth doing, it's worth doing well, is so drilled into us. But on the other side, on the right-hand side of the page, list the things that really, you have to do them. They need to be done. You can't neglect them. But they're just barely worth doing. You just, you just do them. You just get them out of the way so that you can get back to the things that really matter. What are some of the things you would put on the right-hand side of that, Linda? The things just barely worth doing. Well, I had a good example of that a couple of weeks ago. We had... Uh a lot of grandchildren here for dinner and I thought I'm going to try this new recipe I really need to know in fact it's a recipe from the grandmothering book there's recipes in the, in the back to feed a crowd so I thought okay this is a crowd so I'm going to try this recipe 
So I got it out, and here was, you know, tons of little kids running around, and finally I got some of the older kids to help me. But it was kind of complicated, and there was a lot of stuff. But they, they, it was great because they, you know, did, did – I don't want to discourage you <laughs> on this recipe. But they everybody had a little assignment, and they did it. But the little kids kept coming into the, into the pantry and leaving, coming into the pantry. They wanted leaving. your attention. And what I figured out later is that they were eating the chips that were in the pantry. Oh, oh, oh. A huge bag <laughs> of chips. And here I was slaving over this recipe. And it comes dinner time, and none of the kids are hungry. I mean, well, the older kids were excited because they'd helped me make it, but those little kids were not hungry. And one of the cute eleven-year-old uh, girls said, "Grammy, it's it's not the recipe. It's just that they've ate they've eaten all those chips." And she was absolutely right. And then I opened the freezer the next day, and there were pot stickers, which is those children's favorite food. Why in the world didn't I just? Get that pot sticker thing out and dump it in a pot and give make those kids totally happy. So, so you get the point. I mean, and I think you know if we were making a list and and I you know was adding to the list. Sometimes food again, we don't want to offend anyone. To some of you, food and how you make recipes and how you yeah, present the food is very important. very very important. But other times it's just barely worth doing because sometimes you need to spend time with your kids. And I could have spent so much more there, time with the little grandchildren instead of... There are many ways to simplify. So food would be one. Cleaning. And again, many of you say, well, I take pride in a beautiful, clean house. And that's great. But if it, if it overwhelms other things, there are some parts of it, some days at least, that might be just barely worth doing. Uh, this is going to ruffle some feathers, but... Sometimes even our church callings or our assignments at the school or whatever, if, you, if we kill ourselves decorating the Relief Society room or making something for the school fair that is, you know, designed to win a national award or whatever, I mean, I, I, again, no one can make this choice for you. It's just an interesting thing to examine yourself a little especially when you're feeling really, really hassled and really frazzled, and just say, I, I better do a division of things. There are some things that are worth doing well. There are some things that are just barely worth doing. And being able to differentiate between those two categories, I think, is a real key to mental health, I'll be honest. Yeah, oh, I do too, absolutely. I, I have trouble with uh, a clean house when we have guests. And making sure everything is perfect. When when we were young, you don't even know this. I used to clean out the fridge before guests came, just in case they <laughs> opened the fridge door. Um, I'd be sure the stove was clean. Be sure that there was fruit in the basket and all this stuff, you know. And I thought, oh my gosh, what was I thinking? In fact, Sadie, one of our daughters, has the best quote. I wish I could call it to mind, but. It's someone that just said, you know, a dirty house makes dinner guests so much more comfortable <laughs> because <laughs> you're not perfect. It's just such a nice thing to know that you just can't do everything. And I think that really is true. And, I, and I'm realizing this is a little bit of a dangerous subject because if we try to tell you what the things are that yeah. are just barely worth doing, we're going to step on some toes and 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 what's what's barely worth doing and really worth doing well for one of you or one person might be just just uh, different for another person but but no one has to try to do everything perfect that's what we're saying you you need to find some things in your life 
you need you need to basically say thanks mom for telling me that that lovely saying and i believe it's true on certain things but i don't believe all things are worth doing well there are some things to take shortcuts on and to just barely do them and the reason is not because i'm lazy it's not because i i don't want to be a good person it's because taking a shortcut on some of these things that are barely worth doing is what gives me more time and more energy and more focus on the things that really do matter. So if you're really feeling stressed, this is a really good exercise that Richard suggested, suggesting. Write down the things that you are doing that is stressing you out and then just calculate. Is it really worth killing myself over this? Or can I simplify? Can we, I have we, some corners? I think the word simplify, Linda, that's the key. Because... We live in a world that allows us to simplify, right? You can get something. You you can spend all day cutting up the fruit for a party, or you can go buy it already cut up. I mean, there there are things you can take shortcuts on. We get into sort of a macro example of this in some of the speaking we do overseas because some of the groups we speak to have maids and they have nannies and they have you know they're several and 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 so and here's the weird thing. Some of them, if they just have one person, they have a nanny and they, they delegate the most important thing in their life, namely their children, to someone who might not even be trained or who just sort of, you know, does the best to babysit them so that they can spend their time on things that aren't near as important as the kids. So we're always, I, I sometimes, why don't you delegate the other things so that you can have more time with those children again it's dangerous because everyone has to figure out for themselves yeah but even even if you don't have a nanny which a lot of us don't um you can occupy your time with stuff that really doesn't matter you know making sure that the floor is mopped or the windows are clean or whatever when you've got a baby hanging on your legs crying to read a story and so on it, it kind of goes all the way through um your life the things that you really think you have to do well and you really don't. So the next time you're feeling like a slob because your house isn't perfect or the next time you're feeling like a, a you know just a person who throws food at the kids that's simple and you've got it out of the freezer and put it in the microwave or next time you're just beating yourself up for not being someone that does everything well just remember the Ayers said that was okay. In fact the Irish said that's a good thing. The Irish said there are some things just barely worth doing, so just barely do them. Now, and well, go ahead. Let me say before you close that off, because I've realized that the thing that has really helped a lot of moms that our parents and our grandparents didn't have is pizza. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, every time a crowd comes, what do you do? You go crazy trying to cook all this food like my mom did. Oh my gosh, she was always we was meat and potatoes, throw on the steaks and make the mashed potatoes and all that. Instead, you just either order out pizza or make a pizza or do something that keeps it simple. And I and I do think that pizza is a really big boon for this particular uh, maxim. Now, if you're having a little bit of a hard time still conceptualizing this and if you're still sort of of the persuasion by golly if it's worth doing I've got to do it well another way to sort of divide it up or get the two categories going 
and this works better for some people than the than the two cliches or sayings it's relationships versus achievements often and i'm using yeah. both terms kind of lightly relationships broadly just meaning people things that really involve your relationship with people especially your spouse and your children and your your extended family those are always important they're they always are. worth doing well and and when i say achievements i'm just talking about things maybe that'd be a better way maybe maybe you could say relationships and achievements or to make it even more simple you could say people and things and and i think a good a good way to look at it is when you're stressed out and sort of more focused on and more caring and more concerned about things than you are about people that's a time when you need to reassess and say wait a second it's always the person that's the most important i i remember in a, an earlier book an experience i had for it's a simple little thing but for some reason it really struck me that day i was on a an airplane and i i was trying to get i had to get this memo finished before we landed i was going to go straight to the office and give it to um an assistant who was going to work on it and get it out and get it in the get it sent off that night and so i was working hard on it on this on this plane and i was seated by a woman who an older woman who was just really friendly i mean to the point she was driving me nuts <laughs> and i kept, and i kept giving her one word answers she said, well where are you from and i'd just say one word well, well how are you doing today well i'm fine and and i was just trying to get her to stop so i could work on it and i finally did after about the 10th time she finally took the hand and didn't say anything else and then i was later that night for some reason i can't remember what triggered this but it just, the thought occurred to me that was really a nice woman and she i probably could have learned some things from her and i probably could have taken some time and had a conversation so that's about as basic as it gets people or things now it's far more important to have that differentiation in mind when you're talking about your own children or your own spouse or your own friends the people you really care about but you know it is true that everybody you sit by is interesting in some way and we um, attended a few jazz games this year yeah <laughs> and we had a very interesting family sitting next to us and uh, the mom and dad had brought the tickets but they couldn't come very often so their kids kept coming and we kind of got to know the kids um, because a different one came every time. But you're sitting right next to them. They're doing just fluffy stuff. I mean, it was not during the game or anything. It's a timeout or whatever. And it really is fun to just turn around and say, hey, tell me about, tell me about what you're doing. And I found the cutest couple. He was a horseshoer, and she was a barrel racer in the rodeo the rodeo <laughs> and she showed me the barrel racing thing it was so fun so you know there's always somebody interesting sitting by you and it's always fun to think about making the best of your time and it's always fun to just sit back and chat with you we we can kind of see you in our minds your fellow parents most of you or grandparents you're 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 caring about your family enough to listen to this show and do some other things and we just view you all as friends. We wish we could look you right in the eye, but thanks for joining us on Ours on the Road. And we're going to move into some interesting things in the next couple of weeks with this new book on marriage that we're doing. So look forward to that. But in the meantime, just remember... 
just this will make you feel good if you say this to yourself. If a thing's just barely worth doing, just, just barely, barely do, do it. it. Good luck. Bye bye.